Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. There she is. So glad you're here with us. Uh, so glad the show has now officially started because I'm sitting here in the studio listening to Michaela's wild stories of her dreams all weekend long. Oh my and let God. me tell you, I'm a little nervous. They were so why good. I, why am I in your dreams so often is what I want to know. That's probably because I love you so much. But listen, me, it was me, you, and Lisa on Friday had this dream. And in the dream, we were like traveling out of country and then we got into a plane crash okay that's and i was like this is so dark (laughs) i googled it Uh uh-oh an airplane crash especially with the people you love actually represents in your dreams good yeah in your dreams obviously not in real life means um you're traveling through like your spiritual planes like it's actually a very good thing and it brings um good fortune and like things are going the way that they're supposed to and you and lisa are my favorite people so you know what dream I used to have? Hmm. This is the weird, and I don't know why we're going to share this. How we're kicking off our week? Why not? We're really setting the tone for this week. I used to have this dream all the time that I would chew gum, and it would get stuck in my teeth and the roof of my mouth, and I'd have to try to pull it out, and I'd keep pulling, 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 pulling like an endless amount of gum. And it wow! Just stuck what in is? There. Did you ever Google it? Yeah, it had something to do with me having anxiety in my life at that point. <laughs> so I, that felt pretty accurate, actually. I haven't had that dream in a while, though. But thank you for sharing this with yeah, me. Yeah, I love really, you, man. I'm really never going to fly with you ever in my life now. No, it's good news. No, it's not. Well, in the dream, it's good news. Fair enough. Thank you. So what did I miss? We're kicking things off in about 13 minutes. with. So what did I miss? All the stories you might not have uh, caught over the weekend. Maybe you're busy uh, hanging out in Las Vegas like Michaela. Uh, speaking of Vegas, we have an opportunity for you today as well. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, but we're going to share some stories with you. Michaela also, we're doing a whole segment on this. because This is a, a big deal. Michaela went uh, to a place that is Ugh. very American, very Heaven. iconic. Uh, you may have heard of it, Costco, over the weekend for the very first time not- somehow. That I, I have no idea how you've never been there. Listen to me, I'm a Costco now. Uh-oh. Okay, wow. I'm obsessed. Did they have Did they have any of the free samples yet? No, and uh, I got what? so many DMs that people were like, "You don't even love it yet. Wait till the free sample." I'm just I've never been to a place where you could get Cheez Its, mm. an Apple Watch, a toilet. And like a casket, fruit. Yeah, you could and buy a, ca- a casket and literally a, new, a, a mattress for your bed and a, and a trip anything. to Tahiti. New tires for your car. All of it, they literally have everything. The produce section is an entire fridge. No, Justin, I did it. Oh. What? I new tires. I'm not getting them. Oh. <laughs> I went into the produce section and it's an entire refrigerator. No, you're in it. You're in it. Yeah. You, once I love you, this place. When you go back there, when they have free samples, you're going to start thinking that's dinner. You're going to take Lisa there on a date. I'm calling it right now for Lisa. When do we get free samples? So we get all, Costco on the line. After 
COVID. Let me tell you something. I got a DM that I did not open, and they were like, I hear you love Costco. And and then I can't see the rest. You know when you can only see a little yeah. bit of that? And you're like, yeah. I don't want to open it in case it's Because then they're going to see that I read it. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. But he did DM me. I, I kind of want to know what he says. Also, we got two very big DMs this weekend. What? About listeners. Uh-oh. Listening to our show. Oh, I got one. Yeah, I got one, too. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to call these two people out because they were so cute. Apparently, we have fans. Two of them, so, at least. Yeah, at the very least. One for each of us. Yeah, it's great. Still working on one for Justin. Yeah, he's, it's okay. He's it's Justin. It's funny that you mentioned that. You got one, too, Justin? I did get one. How? It was for the same person. It had no, to have been the well, same it was, person. It was through the uh, We Are Channel Q account, but yeah. Well, What'd they we say? We got one, too. Oh, yeah, that's totally for you, Justin. Well. Only in your mind. I love you, Justin. Yeah, Justin, it's well, okay. Thank you you Mitchell, can take it, that one. Mitchell? Oh, listen. Yes, Mitchell. Okay, well, let's dedicate this next hour to Mitchell. How about that? Michaela okay. Gordon, what's going on in news on the beach? Okay. Well, there's a lot going on. The U.S. is finally turning the corner on the pandemic, experts say. And if more Americans get vaccinated, we could see a big drop in coronavirus cases and deaths this summer. In India, health workers are racing to administer vaccines as hundreds of thousands of new cases continue to be reported every day. Only about 2.75% of India's 1.3 billion strong population is fully vaccinated. And remember, the Tokyo Olympics are still supposed to go on this summer. Japan's vaccine rollout is not going as quickly as the country anticipated. And Prime Minister uh, Yoshihide Suga... Suga? Just say the Prime Minister when you Suga? don't know. <laughs> but imagine Suga. Like, what if my name was like Michaela Suga? Suga's a member of BTS. They're I South would Korean. love it. Uh-huh. Like, hey, Suga. Hey, Suga. Hey, sugar. Oh my God, Love this for him. Read the news, Michaela. Says it is up to the International Olympic Committee to decide whether the games will go ahead. It's up to Prime Minister Sugar. Listen, I got my second shot on Saturday. I was out yesterday, but I feel great now. Yeah. And I wasn't that bad, but kudos to our government, actually. I will give credit to Donald Trump for releasing the funds to get this this vaccine, these vaccines made so quickly. He yeah. didn't do it, but he released, he kind of sped up the process. And I'll give credit for that. Yeah. Joe Biden has done a phenomenal job, his administration, of rolling out this vaccine because we were in a bad, bad spot, especially here in California, and things have turned around so quickly. Totally. And places like Japan, who are like this technologically advanced nation, can't get this thing down. I, I, I have a hard time seeing the Olympics still happen this summer. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine they're going to pull it out. All right, well, let's do a little weather for right now. It's going to be a high of 72 in L.A. today, 90 in Vegas, 95 in Palm Springs, 63 in Kansas City, 88 in Miami, 64 in Seattle, and 77 in Atlanta. Now, give us a vibe of the day. We each have a star. All we have to do is find it. Once you do, everyone who sees it will be blinded. Oh, my God, I'm your star. Okay, come on. You found me. Why? Because you're so special? Like, your muse. Like the city of Las Vegas, your home, your hometown? Well, guess what? Guess what? Tell me. Las Vegas is open <laughs> for business. We want to send you and a friend over to Vegas. We're going to cover your airfare. Two-night stay at the brand-new Resorts World, Las Vegas. It's incredible. We're also going to give you two passes, VIP passes, as a matter of fact, mm. to see uh, DJ Tiesto do a set at the brand-new IU Day Club at Resorts World, Las Vegas. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to enter and win. Love to see it. All right, well, coming up, find out why Mexico Mexico could be completely out of beer. That's actually a thing in What Did I Miss? Coming up next. So what did I miss? What did I miss? 
might have been busy this weekend. Don't you worry. We've got all the stories you might have missed. And so what did I miss? It's happening right now. Let's do it. One of the big stories uh, headed into the weekend that sort of dominated the headlines last week was this Chinese rocket that was set to re-enter the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, The United States government and NASA blaming China for not having control of this rocket. We didn't know where it was going to land. It could have landed in your backyard. That's what everybody's major concern was, right? We were just afraid that we don't have control of this thing. It could doom us all. Totally. Um, Something like a rocket generally would uh, break up and burn off as it re-enters the atmosphere. But if it made it through, we don't know how big this thing is. If it hit a certain, like, location, it could have been doomsday, right? Big deal. Well, it landed off the coast of the Maldives in the Indian Ocean. Just in the water. Listen, Lisa was bugging me all weekend. Oh, yeah. She was like, who knows where it's going to land? Because they said it was supposed to land, I think, Saturday sometime. And then all of a sudden, the time came and went. And I'm like, are your calculations way off, apparently, because it hasn't landed yet? Where is the thing? Yeah. No, she was watching it. Don't worry. You can always count on Lisa to inform everybody. Well, China blames the United States now for having uh, hyping up. Uh, hyped up fears of this uncontrolled rocket and they're saying since their space program has like elevated so quickly like they've sort of become like the the prime like the front runners in the in the race to space right um they're saying that we're just trying to discredit them and make it seem like they're not doing anything like, like their space program isn't as strong as ours right uh, we didn't even allow them to join what's it called the international space station i think it's united states like france great britain russia we have a space station, outer space. We won't let them come to the party. So they built their own. Why are we so shady? And they're so shady. Like, it just, it's kind of like a mean girl's world. Also, uh, though, also, though, we are a little shady. No, a, th- a thousand percent. You grew percent. up in America and you do the Pledge of Allegiance every day as a kid. You think we're the greatest country in the world, and we are. Yeah. But there are other great ones as well. But we're kind of braggers. We kind of are. We're like, we're number one. <laughs> yes. You know, it's so funny. Actually, I was watching the news. It's so funny that you said that. And some representative, I can't remember, was like, we are the greatest nation. And I was like, okay, bragger. Like, if I was in France, I'd be like, calm down, sis. Well, I have friends who live in Germany, and they're like, the idea that you guys fly American flags everywhere is so weird to us. It's yeah. audacious. It's very just like, <laughs> ugh, we, we would never even do that. And this is coming from a country that like, so that like helped the Nazis not that long ago. Let's be clear. Yeah. And they're like, no, that's a little bit gross to us. You guys yeah. are a little bit braggadocious. Yeah, we are. Yeah. A thousand percent. Okay, listen, I know that you plan on going to Mexico. In a couple weeks. Oh, no. What? And I have had a time with you in Mexico, honey. Mm-hmm. PV all day. Vacation AJ is a whole different vibe. A thousand percent. Yeah. However, apparently, as many countries across the world face significant and unique challenges amid the coronavirus pandemic, Mexico is dealing with a beer shortage. Wait, what? Yeah. The situation has caused a lot of jokes on social media, but it's significantly worrying retails and shop owners because it's deemed a non-essential activity. Uh, Beer production was halted in Mexico more than a month ago. No. And it's just not coming back as quickly as they would like. You're telling me Mexico stopped making Coronas during a coronavirus? Yeah. How? This is a grand opportunity for them. I mean, listen, do you really go to Mexico? Well, I was going to say, do you go to Mexico and not have any beers? Do you just have tequila, which I do? But Lisa actually, vacation Lisa, Mm -hmm. obsessed with mini Coronas. I like the mini souls. Okay. come in the fridge a lot. Here's the thing. I'm sad about this, but also I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's not going to stop you. When I go to Mexico... Every single time I walk near a bar, I order myself two shots of tequila. Yeah. Here's why. Their shot glasses are small there. All-inclusive resorts give you like a half a shot. So you have to order two to get one. 
That's um, what I'll be drinking for a week. But also, I would like to say, and I still don't know the science behind this, drinking in Mexico hits so different than it does in Los Angeles. Like, I could literally drink all day and be feeling incredible and great. And if I drink as much as I did in Mexico it's as because, I do here in LA... It's because the shots in the drink aren't as strong. You go to all-inclusive resorts in Mexico, they don't serve you strong drinks. You're used to going to West Hollywood and to the, Abbey. To the Abbey and, and getting a drink where it's three shots of liquor in there. Good and Lord. You're, and you're on your butt by two. Yeah. That's that's the difference. Yeah. Mexico's amazing. I they like, space it out. Yeah, it's almost like microdosing if you've ever done like marijuana like yeah. or like or drugs or things like that, which I have not, but I know of it. That and means. microdosing is like it's like a little bit of sustained throughout the day, and that's sort of what happens when you go to an all inclusive resort in Mexico, which is why I love yeah. them so much. Love and it. also you're not wearing a whole lot of clothing. You're probably in the in the ocean a lot, or maybe in the pool peeing every yeah. now and then. Yes. I mean, it's disgusting. I yes. know, but we all do it's it. It's true. Uh huh. So you're getting it out of your system. Yeah, great. And then you just got to replenish. Great, perfect. I just said the word pee. At Thank you. Six thirty in the morning. In case okay. you missed that. <laughs> so how about this one? This motorcycle airbag vest sounds pretty inco- incredible, right? Well, stop working if you miss a payment on earth. Okay, so airbags are pretty much exactly what uh, what they sound like. Obviously, they're garments that share you. The, the airbag vest are garments that. Uh, acts as an airbag would in a car in a steering wheel or a side or the or the glove compartment uh, but you can actually wear them for when you're riding on a motorcycle right well one motorcycle apparel company named Klim uh, for example sells this vest for about 400 bucks pretty cool stuff well if you it's also there's a uh, subscription attached so it's almost like getting like a peloton bike okay you buy the bike but you also have to pay for the subscription for the bike to keep working or you just sitting there pedaling by yourself with nothing on your screen great well if you don't pay for the subscription, if you miss a payment, uh, it's twelve bucks a month for one hundred twenty dollars a year. Mm-hmm. If you miss a payment, they disable the vest. Oh my god! So you riding on, you could be riding on your motorcycle, getting an accident, and realize think you, that you don't have any. You listen. hit a bump, you go fly, and imagine that you're like, oh god, did I make that payment or not? We'll find out in just yeah. a second. I mean, it's terrible. Wait, that's terrible. But also, I've had things where I had automatic payment where the car just stopped working, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, let me just switch out the car. Like, there's mistakes like that. You're gonna make mistakes with your life. Like this company's like, mm, sorry, twelve dollars. Well, they usually no- notify you every week for like six months in advance to let you know your cards. This about to motorcycle expire. company, Probably, maybe. I would hope so. It's your life, if your life depends on it, stay up. Stay up to date on your credit cards. Listen, mistakes happen, okay? I don't think my life should be... Well, don't get a motorcycle. In Jeopardy. Never you should also get. never have a motorcycle. Also, I would never no. get a motorcycle. <laughs> no. All right, coming up, therapists say that divorces usually stem from three items. Could your relationship have these warning signs? Uh-oh. Tell you about it next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, in our last segment, I know, Michaela, you mentioned the fact that I'm going to Mexico. I would like to clarify, you know, part of the reason I'm going to Mexico is to plan a wedding. Yes. My partner and I hope to get married there next summer. That's the plan. Kind of difficult to do if you're not there, if you don't look at some venues. So we're going down there with two of our good, good friends, two of my very best friends in the entire world. Like, very, very best. Like, they're at the very top. I know you don't mean it. You just do this. Top of my list. You just do it to bother me. You're obsessed with me. My, I know it. Yeah, We're my, so mutual. My I dear, love dear you. dear friends, Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson. Oh my going God, I'm going to kill you. To help me plan for my wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my they God. both won their respective seasons. One day of we're going to run into her. Carrie. I'm going to be so protective over you. I'm going to be like, don't even look at her. I'm like, I don't know Michaela. I have no idea who she is. I'm <laughs> like, can I please have your autograph? I love you so much. Hate Michaela. Don't know her. Um, no, but yeah, we're going down there to plan for our wedding, right? You told me they might be out of beer. That's fine. Yeah. As long, as long as my partner and I end up happily walking down that aisle or doing whatever it is we decide to do, I'm good to go. 
However, there's a new uh, report coming out that divorce is usually called by, caused by one of the three I's. Okay. Now, I've been with him for nine years. We're basically married, but we're not officially married yet. Right. But these are some things I need to work out uh, and look out for. And But what do you think these eyes might be? Can you make a guess? I don't know. I feel like maybe infidelity would be a good one. Infidelity is actually a good one, and it is one of the three. And that's so funny because I have such a differing opinion, but I do understand why that could be an issue. Well, you know, infidelity is a funny one, and... And infidelity doesn't even, it doesn't mean the same thing to everyone. Yeah, it right? doesn't. You know, we went through a point in our relationship years ago where there was somebody in my past who I was still kind of eh, getting sort of like tugged back in his direction. Yeah, right? of course. And he wasn't somebody that I wanted to be with, but he, I wasn't exactly sure that I wanted to be with my cur- current partner yet. He was young when I met him. He was out in the closet. There was a lot of different factors. Yeah. Um, and, and infidelity can look like actually having sex with somebody to some people, which never happened in our case, but it could also look like having, you know, conversations that last a little bit too long or go a little bit inappropriate. Um, and that's one thing you need to look out for. Texting makes it really difficult. Yeah, I think Texting so Texting makes it really hard. I think social media has really made mm-hmm. things so difficult. Can you guess what one of the other eyes might be? Um, I got it for you here. You ready? Incompatibility. Incompat- that, okay, now that is now a big that one. That comes to living, spending, romantic habits. That's All a big these deal. things can build to resentment over time. Um, is there an area in your relationship where you and Lisa maybe aren't as compatible as you liked? Well, this or is a recent. Something you had to work on, maybe. Well, I would like to say that this is a recent discovery that we've had. You know, Lisa is very surprising, surprising, very organized. She likes a big open space. She has a very particular way of living. I really, for a long time, lived like I was like some singer on tour that came home every couple of months and was just like doing my thing till I left. Like I never had like a home nesting, nurturing yeah. setup. I don't You're know. A global citizen. Yeah, I, <laughs> just going places. Whatever. Yeah. I'm like I have groceries. I don't. However, as of recently, I was like Lisa. I'm craving home, and she's like. Finally, thank you. Can we like do what I've been trying to do? Thankfully, she stuck it out with me because that's a big deal for her. She's always had a large yeah. home with lots of groceries, just very like domestic. And, mm-hmm. and that just wasn't a thing for me. And um, even as far as like down to the bed, I'm like, I think I just want a really comfortable bed. Now. And she's like, Michaela, please, you're speaking. Hello. Great. Glad I you're think, on the same page. I think that's real. Lisa's older than you and I'm older than my partner. And yeah. the, the age gap is similar for both of us. And uh, my partner has... Uh, you know, always been sort of, uh, you know, I'm not worried about those things yet. He's very responsible and very reasonable. Me, one of the conversations we've run into in the last year or so, especially during the pandemic, is I've kind of been to a point where I'm like, I don't need to be in L.A. I've always thought of myself as a global citizen, actually. I always thought that I would live abroad for some period of time. Yeah. I always saw that adventure for myself, living in yeah. some foreign country or something, um, or at least living across the United States and moving. You know, I lived in Ohio, I lived in New York, I lived in L.A. Totally. Like there are other places. I, I love Montana. I love Colorado. I'd love to be in the outdoors more. He's very much not on that track, but I'm also 10 years ahead of him. I'm like, I've been in L.A. for 15 years. This city has uh, this city is not what it was 15 years ago either, to be fair. Yeah, to, like, the homelessness problems well, and here I'm gonna be and honest the, with the you, cost of living is the, just absurd. The quality of living is so difficult. You yeah. know, we uh, go to Vegas a lot, which is where we're from, and... We could have an entire, just beautiful home 
for the amount that we pay for rent here. Yeah. And, and our place is tiny. Oh, I will tell you, you know, my taxes, our taxes came back this weekend. And us combined made more money than my parents have ever made in a year in their life, probably by quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And yet we're living in an apartment That's, and sharing I know, a car. I know. And, and the amount, like, I remember I used to think six figures was like, that was the goal. I'm like you can you can barely scrape by in, in Los LA. Angeles if you live actually in the city. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but the third one would be irreconcilable differences like goals, parenting styles, and things like that. Whether you want kids or not, deal breakers. So have those conversations yeah. early on. Don't get married. But also allow yourself to change as a human. Maybe the yeah. conversation you had five years ago is different now, and I think communication is the best to stay away from that. So multiple personalities. That's what you're. A thousand percent, cool. definitely. All right, coming up. Could we finally know where Carol Baskin's missing husband is? We have a clue. And what's popping up next? It's almost time for another round of what's popping. But before I let Michaela tell you what's popping, I'm going to tell you what's popping. Yes. Las Vegas is popping and it's open for business. And Channel Q is giving you the chance to get down to business poolside with the DJ Tiesto. Now head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win a trip to Las Vegas, Michaela's hometown. She was just there literally a few hours ago. Let, uh, just got in at 1.30. Right. Including round trip airfare for two and an epic two-night stay at the all-new Resorts World Las Vegas. It's stunning. Plus, we're going to throw in two VIP passes because that's yes. what we do here at Channel Q uh, to enjoy uh, Tiesto set at the IU Day Club. Brand new. It's going to be a hot spot all summer long. All, all part of Resorts World Las Vegas' grand opening. Once again, head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Uh, now, Michaela Gordon, we have a Tiger King update. What's what's popping? Okay, so this is crazy. I would like to say that I believe AJ and I were the only ones to get most of the cast from Tiger King the same week it came out. But the reason that we got Jeff Lowe is because I dressed up like a cat. I sent him a video. I I guess he thought I was hot. He came on the show. We got him, right? I pride me and AJ on our, on our creativity. However, apparently at the time he was on our show... Something had uh, been sent to him. We couldn't talk about it. Now he's opening up about a letter that was sent to him anonymously. Um, it would have been around May 2020 that says the corpse lies under her house. Signed by the faithful witness. Did you just read the exact audio that we have for the story? Yeah, Gordon? we yeah, do. Nice, Take nice, a listen. <laughs> On the stamp area, it says it's from Providence, Rhode Island. And it's not made to anyone here at the zoo, just the address. And when I opened it up, it's folded really small, little letter. And all it says is, the corpse lies under her house from the faithful witness. So we actually just got off the phone with Hillsborough County. And they want this ASAP. Okay, so that's Jeff and his wife, Lauren. Listen, that's so creepy. And also, I believe it 100%. Well, here's the thing. So there have been accusations similar to this in the past. Carol has debunked them online. She's like, this is crazy. Jeff is just trying to keep the the spotlight off of his own legal troubles. Uh, And apparently, also, it says in this article, Michaela Gordon, that the reason they did not release this this uh, news a little bit sooner, it's because they were filming Tiger Tiger King two, and yeah. that's why they could. So well, here's we got to go back when we were talking to Jeff and Lauren on our show. It was last spring, probably was it around May or so? Yeah. We can ju- adjust. I think it was apartment. before my grandmother passed. I think it was in April. Oh, it was April. Yeah. So this is they they knew they were probably filming or about to film Tiger King two. They were probably negotiating contracts and things at that point. 
and then they got this letter and they made them hold on to it to use it for filming and now that apparently filming has wrapped for Tiger King 2 so they're able to talk about it yeah well I mean listen Carol's current husband Howard definitely said this is just another stupid stunt by Lowe to deflect from his own legal troubles only a moron would think that anonymous letter has any value I tell you what though I think it has some value we'll continue keeping you updated maybe I can text Jeff Lowe again see if he'll come back yeah, on when were they on the show April 13th okay yeah oh, right yeah. before your grandmother passed yeah yeah this well, is wild but also what would season two look like without the Tiger King. You know I, I mean, mean like, but they could also go see him in prison. It's not like they can't get interviews with him in prison. Yeah, but I don't know. I like to see him waddling around with his cane all over the, you know, I'd complex. like to see him in prison. See how he's been making that work for himself. Okay. Interesting. All right, coming up, uh, a mother comes to the aid of the community on Mother's Day. And we have those heartwarming details coming up in the next hour. Welcome back to the morning. <laughs> oh, wow. Michaela did it. I told her right before we went on the air, she didn't have her headset on just yet. And I said, fine, you intro it. Go. I know. Well, listen, I'm trying to figure out presets. It's a whole thing. What's that even mean? I don't even know. What's a preset of what? I don't know. Somebody said, if you want your social media to look like it all matches, there's something called presets. Oh. So then I was downloading these presets. It's like a thing, though. I do not understand technology. So all, so all the pictures and the coloration and things like that look it similar. It matches, yes. Oh. Yeah. I thought we decided last week we weren't doing that. Yeah, but then I was looking at my page and I was like, maybe I do want to do that hmm. because it's all over the place. You know, we're just, ha- listen, we're just over here having a meeting with myself. So it's, I don't, we're figuring it out. Oh, well, glad you could Working join us. Working through it. <laughs> don't mean to inconvenience you this hour, Michaela Thank you, Gordon. it's okay. <laughs> uh, coming up in about 15 minutes, we're having a conversation, Mother's Day, not the, not the rosy kind of warm holiday that everybody you, that you might expect if you have a healthy relationship with your mother uh, maybe you don't have a relationship with your mother or maybe you've been disowned because of your sexuality or because of uh, whoever you are uh, we've got some really inspirational yeah. stories though coming up of how certain moms stepped up uh, for those who were kind of like left out on the on the side, on the cold Which side, so on, the, on the cold curb. What am I saying right now? I have no idea. Um, but these moms are really fantastic. And uh, we're going to be telling you about them here in about 15 minutes. Listen, yeah. it's, I'm going to be real honest. It's Monday. I got my second shot this weekend. I was a little bit out of it for two days. Yeah, you and were here, thriving. And here we are on a Monday. It's okay. This extension that's in my hair is making my head itch so bad because <laughs> it's so tight, and but you can't take it out. You just have to like pat it. So I'm just, I'm over here also. You know what I call this? What? These are real world problems. Listen to me. I had, oh, there's the mic. <laughs> I had two people DM me very specifically that said, I love, I actually, I wanted to give them a little oh, shout somebody, out. Somebody, Ariel, oh, Ar- who's Ariel. listening. Yes. She's like, the, the little mermaid is literally listening to us. Wow. I didn't know we were, we we're broadcast under, underwater. No, we, we actually do. She's listening from New Orleans. Oh, wow. Now she and- loves us. And both people said very specifically, they just love the realness. It doesn't feel, <laughs> I got they the, feel like they're laughing all the time. I got a text time. like that too that said, sometimes you guys are a hot mess and I'm here for it. I they love, love it. it. They love it. They're like, I feel like I'm just with my friends and there's no pressure. It was so sweet. So that made me feel happy because listen, I don't want to be a regular radio show. Listen, it's all an act. We're very, very put together. We're just, we're just, we're, we're pretending to be disasters. Totally. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. We're relatable. So we are. Uh, you ready for some news on the beat? I'm ready, babe. Take it away. All right, so several shootings made headlines on another weekend of gun violence in the U.S. Six people were killed at a birthday party in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The suspected shooter, uh, believed to be a boyfriend of one of the victims, is also dead. In New York Times Square, two women and a four-year-old girl were injured in a shooting. 
Gun violence in the city has skyrocketed with an 83% rise this year compared to the same period last year. In Missouri, two people were killed and three others injured when gunfire erupted at a park. And in Phoenix, one person was killed and several injured after an altercation at a downtown hotel. You know, you said it best. We've had mass shootings uh, just this weekend alone. What, nine? Mm-hmm. And where in Australia? They haven't had one in years. Australia, like, we hear, we see this meme all the time that goes around. We're, this kind of alludes to what we were talking about earlier on the show, how Americans have this, this false narrative that we're the greatest nation in the history of humanity and that we've got all the answers. And while there is a lot to be grateful for here in the United States, and there is so, so much, and I am very proud to be an American, there's a lot that we get wrong because of arrogance. Definitely. Pride and ego. And the entire country of Australia, I know this this meme goes around all the time. Uh, They had a mass shooting in the 1990s. Their legislator stepped in and they did something about it. They haven't had a single one since. Yeah. The United States had nine this weekend. It's crazy. If that doesn't just blow your mind... You're not paying attention. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, in other news, uh, everybody has been very upset with Caitlyn Jenner, and now apparently so has uh, Sarah Silverman, as she took to her Sarah Silverman podcast and highlighted the many physical differences between cis athletes that convey advantages in sports. She asked Caitlyn, you are a woman, right? A trans girl is a girl. Uh, She should have the same rights as cis girls. What you think? What do you think? A trans girl is too strong. What about tall girls as opposed to short girls? What about boys in high school who are teeny tiny and their teammates have already hit puberty and are shaving? Why don't you just have co-ed sports divided by weight and height? You know, which kind of brings up a good point. It's actually really. I will say that's actually the smartest take on this I, I've heard. Well, Sarah Silverman is like, my favorite comedian. Yeah, because you could say that a girl who's six feet tall has an unfair advantage over you because you're five foot nothing. Are you going to then argue that but it's But when not- I played soccer, I was a goalie, and I was the shortest one on the team, and they normally want goalies to be the tallest on the team. You just loved balls flying at your face I all day long? I just loved it so much. No, I was such a good goalie, and the, even the taller girls couldn't... They weren't necessarily stronger than me because I was little, but I was faster and I could move maneuver around. Like there, it's that really is an interesting take yeah. on this conversation, though. I had not really thought of it in those terms, though. Yeah, because I, I was I'm, I'm six foot five. Yeah, does that mean I have an unfair advantage over guys that are With shorter five, in basketball or, or volleyball? Yeah, you do. So should I, you just not be able to play? Yeah, should I only be able to play certain sports because of my height? Yeah, listen, I love Sarah Silverman. Huh. I think that's a really solid She's point. Smart. She's really smart. All right, let's get into a little weather today. It's going to be a high of 77 in Atlanta, 66 in Baltimore, 50 in Buffalo, 54 in Cleveland, 97 in Indio, and 95 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Before I do that, I'm going to tell you about a cool opportunity here at Channel Q. Las Vegas is open for business, and Channel Q is giving you the chance to get down to business poolside with Tiesto. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win a trip to Michaela's hometown. We're covering round-trip airfare for two, also a two-night stay at the brand-new Resorts World Las Vegas. While you're there, we're going to throw in two VIP passes to catch Tiesto's set at the IU Day Club. It's going to be the hottest spot all summer. Get your swimsuits and your sunscreen ready. Head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to enter and win. That's right. Here's your vibe of the day. We each have a star. All we have to do is find it. Once you do... Everyone who sees it will be blinded. Shine bright like a diamond, baby. Now coming up, a mother comes to the aid of the community on Mother's Day, and we have the heartwarming details next. Okay, so Mother's Day took place this weekend, and for for many of us, that is a very you know important day of the year. For some, 
Not so important, Michaela. Yeah. I know you chose to spend it a little bit differently. Lisa does have a very good relationship with her mother. Yeah. Um, so you spent some time with her. Yeah. You know, I think it's really great. It's hard to say I don't have a mom because I have, I know I hit the mic. I always do. Listen, I've been in the studio recording, so I just hold the microphone. Our listeners like it. They've already told me, <laughs> don't care, can't tell me anything. My, uh, I don't have a great relationship with my mom. And it's funny because I did text her just for the, Conscious for my like clear conscious. Oh, you did yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't respond. I didn't think she would, but I'm also in a very blessed place. I have a woman that has sort of taken that place. She loves me so much. We had a wonderful time yesterday, and then Lisa's mom is really wonderful, and I got to spend time with her too. So sometimes that relationship doesn't come how you think it's going to come, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, if you're open to it, it does. And we had a great day. I'm hoping that next in the next generation or so that things will just get better for members of our community, especially when it comes to, you know, things like Mother's Day or Father's Day or those those days where you're supposed to really, you know, just love on your parents. Because not all parents are really great at having gay children. They're mm-hmm. just not. My mom was pretty bad at first, to be honest. And she's, she's still like, there's some problems still. Love her to death. I know she loves me more than anything in the entire world. But even 20 years after coming out, my mom has never really been like, I'm going to look into like HRC. I'm going to find out more about GLAAD. I'm going to look into issues that affect your community. She just never has done that. She's never taken the initiative to. Um, she shows up for me when I ask her. But beyond that, she's never really gone a step further. And last year, when I went home for our small town pride event, that was the first time ever, my mom did. She marched, and I was very, very proud of her. Yeah. She wore rainbows everywhere. It's but she was uncomfortable doing it a little bit. And I could tell she was. My dad was. My family was. I could tell they all were yeah, a little bit uncomfortable because they never know, had to. That's okay because the first step always feels very, very sure, uncomfortable. Sure. You're stepping into a place that you're afraid of. And that's a very scary feeling. Yeah. And like we can't we can't expect people who are not members of our community to understand us always. I do wish that some of my family and friends would do a little bit more to step up and to care about issues that matter. Yeah. You know? Um, but if it, if it doesn't directly affect you, sometimes you don't you don't step up. But one group of mothers got together, um, an HRC release. This is really cool. They got together and wrote notes. Um, they wrote notes to members of our community, letting them know that during this Mother's Day that they were, that they had a mom somewhere, right? Uh, this one is from Rachel uh, Gonzalez. This Mother's Day, I want you to know that you are loved, you are strong, you are beautiful, you are valuable, you matter. I will be fighting for your right to fall and live equally uh, with all of my being, oh, to live full and equally. Uh, all of my love, Rachel. I uh, These notes just... Somebody wrote... Another woman wrote... Mama Debbie Jackson wrote... The right people will love the real you. Don't compromise yourself to make anyone else happy. Love, Mama yeah. Debbie. You it's know, so beautiful. I think sometimes, too, it's hard for people to fall into the love that's being shown to them. I think for a long time, I fought very hard because I went to a traditional loving relationship with my mom. I didn't want any other woman taking her place. I wanted my mom, my mom, you know, and and you feel like that because that's still your mom. And I think that when you can let go of those expectations and allow people to love you, you know, as I'm getting older and I'm becoming more um, desiring of my own family and kind of going through the motherhood journey, you know, I'm like so wild and there's so many things that I've done in my life and like they're chaotic or whatever. But when it comes to motherhood, it's the one thing that not only I know I'll be great at, but I'm very passionate about. And I feel like you know, some women just don't have that or they just don't know or they're just really afraid. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if you're a part of our community or even if you're not, you're just an ally and you have issues with your mother. I mean, there are just some women that don't know how to nurture. Well, there's just the assumption that because a woman gives birth to a child that she's nurturing. 
My mom's not really a nurturer. Like, yeah. she loves me. I know she loves me. She supports me. She's always there to talk through things, which is, like, the most important thing for yeah. me personally. So she's the kind of mother that I need because I'm a talker. And she'll listen yeah. all day long. Right. And I love that about her. But when it comes to things like just making me feel special, not really that great at it. She made me breakfast, uh, a birthday breakfast, I think last year when I was home. Uh, it was right before my birthday. So she made me a 40th birthday breakfast. And that made me feel so loved. Yeah. It was basic as all get out. It was eggs, hash browns, bacon, toast. Yeah. Like my favorite things, though. But it's though. someone taking and out the she, time. And she knows that, and it was delicious. So she's good at doing those sorts of things. But to expect to get everything from one person, my grandmother, though, on the other hand. Just totally different story Was like the too. most special person in the entire yeah. world to me. Viv, too. But as I've gotten older, I realized that the, the way that I viewed my grandmother wasn't necessarily the way that my mom viewed her because that yeah, was her that, mom. Listen, that happens so too. So it's a different relationship. And you can also have, I think it's important to say too, like Lisa had both of her parents yeah. and Lisa's mom is very like, are you hungry? Are you hungry? What can I give you? What can I make you? Yesterday when we were driving back from Vegas to LA, she packed us like a cooler with like fruits and all these things. It's adorable. She's also extremely neurotic, like yeah. overbearing, well, very controlling. And that's the flip side of it because my mom would never in a million years like pack a lunch for us. She would would never think to do that on the other side it's, I mean, my mom is so cool and so chill and she stays out of my business yeah. but she's always there when I need her and I, that's yeah. the kind of mom I love and, and it's nice you know and it's taken Lisa almost her entire life to convince her mother that being gay is okay Yeah, I think that her mom still has a difficult time with it but I, I think that any kind of relationship you have with your mom whether she's present whether she's there I used to have this misconception that just because you have two parents doesn't mean you had any kind of dysfunctionality oh, like Lord. I'd be like and sometimes it's more dysfunctional sometimes you're better off not having parents because they can drill things in. You know, so the, the point is, parents whatever you're coming from, do you want me to but text they're also your mom doing their best. I already, I already did. She I'll, didn't text me I'll back. Do it so. from a, I sent her number. a flower emoji. She didn't, uh, she didn't want him. How dare she? Text my mom. She'll text you right away. All right, Kathy, answer me. So as the country begins to reopen, um, some states faster than others, some have sort of been open for a majority mm-hmm. of this, like Texas, Florida, and others. Here in California, things are reopening. Uh, what what a lot of employers, owners of, of restaurants or, or small businesses are realizing now is that it's difficult to get employees to come back for yeah. what they were paid previously. Many people have these unemployment benefits that have been extended until September now. You're getting an extra $300 a week unemployment. And... It's making it difficult to staff restaurants, to staff amusement parks in particular. Um, and many restaurant owners are having to pay two, three, four dollars more per hour to get people to come back. Now, I have an interesting take on this because I see these posts all the time in my home state of Ohio. Currently, the unemployment rate nationally is about 6.1%, which is a pretty solid unemployment rate. It's not that, not that bad. Not nearly as good as it was pre-pandemic. No. It's almost double what it was then. But you got to remember after 2008, 2009, we were up in double digits for quite a while, right? And also, it brings me to this conversation of of a push for a higher minimum wage. In my hometown, they might not be able to open the swimming pool this summer, which is where I worked all through high school. You know, I was proud to work there. Yeah. But I also made $2.95 my first summer there. And I think I tapped out around $7 after working there for five or six summers. I wasn't making money. I was working my butt off. I would work 70-hour weeks making $3 an hour. Yeah. Make Walking home with a hundred and some dollars after my taxes came out. That's insane. And so I see this conversation. This happens in conservative circles a lot 
where they're blaming it on lazy people. And in my hometown, there was a post. I actually saw it just this morning. I woke up. I was scrolling through my phone, and it says we can't. We, there's no bowling this weekend at the bowling alley because nobody will come and work. And it happened at a restaurant in my hometown too. And people start dragging everybody as being lazy, 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 lazy. Nobody wants to work. The unemployment rate in my home county is three percent. Yeah, one of the best in the entire state of Ohio. And they're blaming it on lazy people. That's and to me, I'm like, that's not the conversation. The conversation is you've been getting away with paying people well below what they're worth for so long. How can you how can you even think for a second that people are going to come back to a job that during a pandemic, we're still very much in it, by the way. It's getting better, but we're still in it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pay them what they used to make a year and a half ago and tell them they're lazy for taking government benefits that they have every right to take because well, they're making more on unemployment and I get it. I mean, even if they're making more on unemployment, I think this past year people have realized they want a better quality of life mm-hmm. and having a better quality of life does not consist of working eight hours a day, five to six days a week. They've had opportunities to spend real time with their children, yes. their friends, their families. And honestly, it makes sense. We've talked about this in depth about changing the model of work. Why, when we've changed everything else, are we still sticking to Monday through Friday, nine to five? You know, people are starting to finally come back into our studios mm-hmm. here. And Today, actually. They, I know that a lot of people really were um, kind of dragging their feet, not because they don't love where they're employed, but we've really gotten used to staying productive, mm-hmm. staying responsible, but really having the, the opportunity to take lunch when you're hungry, not when you're supposed yes. to. Being able to get a little bit of sleep in and then getting to work and being so much more productive in four hours than twiddling your thumbs for eight. It's a uniquely American mindset that we just have to work 40 to 50 hour work weeks every single week, no matter what. It doesn't. There's no like rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. There's no structure to it. I can't tell you. I remember when I got out of college and all my friends started going into the workforce and this is when like... Uh, AOL Instant Messenger and Facebook Messenger and all these things were like kind of the way you communicated with people. And they'd sit on their Facebook all day long at work and message me. And I wasn't working yet because I was still probably in college. It took me six years to get through college. I was probably still in college uh, or hungover from the night before. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And all my friends, I'm like, you're in the corporate world now and you're literally doing nothing. You're playing solitaire all the time and messaging me. Totally. What are you doing with your job? And they're like, I have about two hours of work to get done today. I'll get it done later. Yeah. Like, so why do you have to be there for eight hours? But the thing too is, is uh, a friend of mine who's in the corporate world had an amazing year. He was able to work from his computer and then he was able to really, for as for as best as you could during the pandemic, kind of just travel in very secluded areas, maybe staying in a place alone in the mountains or seeing some things. You know, it made him feel so much more creative, it made him feel better. And I think that even with this radio show, like we were, we were back in studio, but when we were working from home, I actually enjoyed it. I didn't mind yeah. it. One of our counterparts at one of our other stations in our cluster, she just came in and gave us a hug this morning. We haven't seen her in over a year. She's been working from home for 14 months. Her ratings did not take a dip. She, the quality of her show was still fantastic. Yeah. And she's been home the entire time and she was able to do that. And like that makes sense to me because I think what's happening is this older generation is like, well, these young kids, they don't want to work and earn a living. Well, listen, you a-holes. Smarter. You're the reason that these young people still can't get jobs because boomers are still sticking around and sucking out of the air out of the room. And so young people are saying, why can't I do this differently? Well, in America, why what? do we live to work as opposed to work to live? Like here, everything is about work, 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 work. And then you can enjoy the last 20 years of your life 
if not that, even 20, if sometimes that, 10. When you're past the point where you're really young enough to travel and go well, like, have adventures, like why? And listen, a lot of people don't like this, that you know the number one job is like people wanting to be YouTubers and Social creating media content. Yes. But I'll tell you what, Content creators are in the top five of money make. They're yes. making so much money. Things are changing. I think you either get on board or you don't. But I understand why people don't want to go back to work. They don't want to work yeah, for why, the man anymore. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you go back and not be with your children, not be with your loved ones, not be with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Not being or able to hold your dog while make, you're working. And make less money. Yeah. I agree. I agree with them. All right. Well, coming up, Seth Rogen says uh, that he ne- he never plans on working with his one-time A-lister friend, and we discuss why coming up next. And we're going to do this show our way because we're who we are, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's true. Isn't that right, Michaela? It's true, baby. This is our show, The Morning Beat. It's whatever we decide, but I will say this. Yes. People are listening and people are liking. People think we're wild. I get DMs all the time. People tell me, they're like, we love it. I had You're this, wild and we love it. Yeah, this boy is so cute. He was like, uh, he's in Phoenix now, but he's from LA. And he said, you just remind me of, uh, the two of you together are so funny. And you remind me of just my friends in LA. And it's like fun and it's a kiki. And that's what we want. And if We never know where the show's going. Never. When it's done, and we have no idea what we, we said. And it's not because we haven't prepared. Like we, like, in a way, we have prepared. But we're also open to just go wherever the road takes us. That's right. We will travel down that journey and together. And we will travel together because when we did go to Mexico one time, we had an amazing time on an ATV and we decided then we will just go where the wind blows us. <laughs> we actually do do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's legit real. Uh, well, Michaela's got some what's popping uh, for you in just a second. Really quickly, I do want to tell you that her hometown of Las Vegas is open for business and we're going to send you and a friend there. We've got your uh, round trip airfare covered. We've got two nights at the brand new, brand new, the brand new, Hello. the brand new resort. Vegas covered. Also, we're going to throw in two VIP passes to catch Tiesto, the DJ, his set at the IU Day Club. It's brand new. It's hot. It's popping. Uh, all part of the Resorts World Las Vegas grand opening this summer. Uh, head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to enter and win. You're running out of time. Do it now. While you're doing that, listen to Michaela. She, she's got us a, a little bit of an update for you and what's popping. Okay, so this is really funny because I was just introduced not only to Costco this weekend. Oh, Lord. But Billy Eichner, Billy on... You just found out about Billy Eichner yes, this weekend? Yes, I know. Listen, everyone's going to drag me. But what's so funny is I feel like he sort of has a similar model to how I would like to be successful. I mean, he's wild. He's crazy on the streets. Now he has celebrities that join him sometimes. And one of those celebrities was Seth Rogen. And Billy Eichner kept dragging James Franco in front of Seth Rogen because they were friends. And James uh, Seth Rogen doesn't really say anything. Well, an article just came out uh, in a new interview with the Sunday Times that Seth Rogen Rogan revealed he will no longer be working with James Franco. He also discussed accusations made by a woman about Seth Rogan enabling Franco's wrongdoings while on the set of The Disaster Artist, which was the last project that Seth Rogan and Franco worked on. Uh, he said, what I can say is that I despise abuse and, uh, abuse and harassment, and I would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a, a situation where they were around someone like that that 
Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like they were really good friends and they worked together for a long time. And um, I don't know if he's removing himself from the friendship because he he knows there's truth to these accusations. Yeah, it doesn't want to up, get caught up. Brings up a difficult conversation about enabling. Yeah. You know, who enables who in what situation and when when is it when is it when are you at fault and when is it not necessarily your fault for like being around something and not saying something or speaking up. Yeah, well, we always talk about uh, the importance of not letting LGBTQ jokes be said in front of you because you don't want to ever condone that. And so you don't want to condone any kind of abuse. All right, well, coming up, uh, this is really interesting. Gay horror master Clive Barker wants to bring a new take to the film The Mummy. Find out how it involves our community coming up in the next hour. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Coming up this hour, uh, one famous uh, movie maker wants to recreate a film with a trans uh, character at the lead. Uh, But could this be problematic? There's a lot of different ways to look at this conversation, especially in this era of cancel culture. Uh, Could he be stepping into some hot water uh, with this one? We're going to discuss and share our thoughts in just a moment. Um, And also, uh, is Twitter becoming the new OnlyFans? Uh, we are fans of OnlyFans. Right. I didn't realize until recently that Twitter also full of porn. Yeah. Had no idea. I had, When I say I also had no idea, and then I had an idea when I went on Twitter, and yeah. it was like so obscene, and I was like, okay, thank you. Kids are on Twitter. I don't understand. I, I, I never see those things on my feed, but I've been sent things recently where I was like, well, that's like full-on porn. That's yeah. not even like uh-huh. amateur. That's like no, legit. No, you're getting it. Yeah. You're <laughs> They're getting, getting it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Uh, so we're having that conversation this hour as well. A couple of fun topics uh, coming up right now. It is time for News on the Beat, uh, and we're asking the question, is it the United States' uh, job? Are we obligated to vaccinate the entire world? Uh, Michaela, what do you have for us? Well, the U.S. is finally turning the corner on the pandemic, experts say. And if more Americans get vaccinated, we could see a big drop in coronavirus cases and deaths this summer. In India, health workers are racing to administer vaccines as hundreds of thousands of new cases continue to be reported every day. Only about 2.75% of India's 1.3 billion uh, strong population is fully vaccinated. And remember, the Tokyo Olympics are still supposed to go on this summer. Japan's vaccine rollout is not going as quickly as the country anticipated. And Prime Minister uh, Yoshihide Suga. <laughs> I tell you every hour, just don't say the name if you don't know how to say it. I like to say it. Suga, <laughs> Suga, how'd Prime you Minister, get so high? Prime Minister Suga. I love it. What if Prime Minister Sugar says it's up to the International Olympic Committee to decide whether the games will go ahead? Okay, that's a little bit weird. That seems like a punt to me. Yeah. Like you're the prime minister of the country and you're going to be like, that's like Joe Biden if you were like, eh, I'll let them figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, it's weird. I, I have a hard time seeing the Olympics happening. I feel I like do they're going to get canceled altogether. And just think about the billions of dollars they've spent getting their city ready for the Olympics and then to not have them it's because you can't get vaccines out. And then it makes me question a country like Japan. They're very technologically advanced. How are they having such an issue with this? And is it our job to get vaccines to places? Do we need to send them to Japan so the Olympics can happen? Do we need to send them to India? Do we need to send them to China? Yeah. Why are they not doing a better job of getting the handle of this right now? Yeah, is it our job to vaccinate the entire world? It's a tricky one. Yeah, it is. All right. In other news... Uh Sarah Silverman, one of my favorite comedians, Love. really one of the reasons I became a comedian, I adore her, uh, spoke very candidly on the Sarah Silverman podcast in regards to Caitlyn Jenner and her deeply unpopular opinion about our trans brothers and sisters. Take a listen to what she thinks. 
I saw Caitlyn Jenner saying trans girls uh, should not play girls' sports. Caitlyn, you're a woman, right? A trans girl is a girl. She should have the same rights as cis girls. I love that. Here's what she went on to say uh, in the audio that we'll pull for you next hour. What is the difference between AJ, who's 6'5", and then, like, my brother, for instance, who's 5'9", playing the same sport at the same age? Like, there's obviously going to yeah, be a she difference. Thinks, she thinks if you want to take this route, that's fine. Then yeah. divide it based on, on ability levels. A thousand percent. Some, some, some guys are very small in high school and have not fully developed, and some girls are much larger than them. Is that Should we go by height and weight? I, listen, I agree 100% with her, and it's a take that I did not even think about, but a really good one. All right, uh, we're going to do a little weather. It's a high of 90. 95 in Cathedral City, 93 in Sacramento, 63 in St. Louis, 54 in Cleveland, 66 in Baltimore, 95 in Phoenix, 63 in Kansas City, and oh, look at that, 90 in Vegas. 90 in Vegas. Let's Mm. head to Vegas because it's open for business, and Channel Q wants to send you there so you can get down to business poolside with TSO. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win round-trip airfare for two at epic two-night stay at the Resorts World Las Vegas and two VIP passes to see Tiesto at the brand-new IU Day Club at Resorts World Las Vegas. Again, head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. Here's your vibe. We each have a star. All we have to do is find it. Once you do, everyone who sees it will be blinded. Love it. All right, you guys, we're coming up. Gay horror master Clive Barker uh, wants to remake The Mummy, but he wants to include our LGBTQ community. Find out how. Coming up next. Theme music from one of the favorite, one of my favorite films of all time, uh, The Mummy, the 1999 version. Yes. Uh, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel, Rachel Weisz. Uh, went on to have a couple of sequels that were kind of good. The second one was. The third one wasn't that great. The Scorpion King spinoff with The Rock. Oh, yeah. Playing The Rock Johnson. All really great. The Mummy Big Ride deal. at Universal Studios in Orlando and here in Southern California. I've ridden them both both many times. They're both great in their own ways. Right? Love The Mummy. Yeah. Universal Studios known for Frankenstein, The Mummy, sort of their horror films. They were the first studio to, studio to sort of create that genre many, many, many years ago. The genre has evolved a lot and, and is continuing to evolve. And one iconic film creator, Clive Barker, uh, was recently talking on a podcast about how he had this plan to retell the mummy story with a transgender character, which is really interesting. And apparently this idea that he had for the script all the, dates all the way back to 1989. This is right after he had just done Hellraiser, uh, and that was sort of an iconic franchise in its own right in the horror genre. Um, I'm a big horror movie buff, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of an icon, right? But then it brings up this really interesting conversation. We talk about this a lot on our show, about inclusivity and, and diversity and representation and how important they are. Oh, yeah. Do we think that the solution to a lack of representation of whether it be trans characters, gay characters, black, Latinx characters, whatever it may be, do we think that the solution is just remaking things that we already already know and love, but just swapping out the main characters? Uh, Yes and no. Let's take, for example, I think that original content needs to be made 100%. But when you think of Brady Brunch, you think of like this all-white... Sure. Uh, mixed family. Which was revolutionary at the time. A thousand percent. Yes. But you wouldn't think that this like perfect little family could be a, a black family. You'd think mm-hmm. of it as this white Brady Bunch family. Yeah. 
Now, as we're moving into new generations, some of the younger generation doesn't even know what Brady Bunch is. So what if you brought back the Brady Bunch with an all-black cast and reimagined what we so, for such a long time, saw as just a white family having this perfect life with a blended family? It's so interesting because I have so many mixed thoughts on that because the Brady Bunch was the first show to... to show a divorced couple living together and a mom and dad to sleep in the same bed. It was a whole lot of boundaries they broke at the time. It was pretty revolutionary. Um, And I I think sometimes we forget about context. At the time, that was as far as they could have pushed it. They never could have gotten a black family in that scenario on air at the time. No way. In that way, shape, and form. Does that mean we go back and redo it now and make it a, a Latin family or a black family? Maybe. A gay family? Maybe. And listen, I don't know if Brady Bunch is the show. I didn't watch it when it was out. I've never, well, okay, I'm have never. i not a about, big fan. What about James Bond? There's a lot of talk about James Bond being a black character or Superman or Spider-Man. Yeah, because I think what we're saying is, look, I, I think it's very important to create original content. But I think it's really important to take some of these, ca- these classics and reimagine them with a diverse mm-hmm. cast so that we sort of get away from only associating these iconic yeah. historical films with white people. Well, here's where I'm a little bit different. So I, I hear you and I agree with you. And for instance, like Cinderella with Brandy comes to mind. Yeah. Right? And I remember your dear friend Todd Recall talked to us about, you know, I finally watched the film, but talked to us about the importance of rainbow casting. And I think there is a space for that. Right. And I loved seeing her as Cinderella and Whitney Houston as the fairy godmother. It all made perfect sense to me. And that can exist at the same time as new content can exist. And also... I have a problem sometimes with the idea of making the mummy trans just for the sake of catching headlines. Right. Uh, because what happens then is, say you make the mummy trans or you decide to make uh, Superman black and Michael B. Jordan plays that role. You're setting them up for failure, I feel like, oftentimes, because there's such a high expectation placed on these characters that are iconic, that we've known and loved for generations, that sometimes I feel like if you're going to put a different, if you're really going to flip the script on it, I feel like there's got to be more representation across the board because you can't have those one and dones. Then you can turn around and be like, well, look, it didn't work out. Black Panther was great. Love Black Panther. I'm a yeah. huge fan of Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Black Panther literally has the name Black in the title and takes place in Africa and it's a brand new character that we're being introduced to. If you're not a fan of comics, you saw the movie. It was the first introduction to Black Panther. That makes sense. When you say, okay, I'm going to make you Black Spider-Man next. And then if those films do not live up to the box office numbers of Tobey Maguire's or of Tom Holland's or whatever, people are going to look at it as a failure. And And then I'm afraid that more minority actors aren't going to get an opportunity moving forward. Because they're going to write it off as like, well, see, I told you so. And I totally respect and I totally hear that. I would think that it would then be the responsibility. Listen, in making those films, you may not get the response that you want. We see how privileged white people have a meltdown when any of their history has been uh, reversed or shown differently. But it would be the responsibility, and then I want you to say anything, the box offices to know he may not get Tobey Maguire's uh, numbers at the at the theaters. What we're doing is we're reimagining these films so that diverse young kids can feel like they're not just white supermans. I just got an interesting text from my mother who is listening apparently yeah. in Ohio. Thank you, Mom. And this is interesting. She says the black version of the Brady Bunch was the Bill Cosby show. That I, And I see what she's saying, but also no. Because here's why. There's no way on earth... Even in the 90s or in the 80s, they would have put a black family on the show 
that had gone through divor- divorce with three and children. Been, well, yes, they wouldn't have done it. They absolutely would not have done that. Yeah. The only reason that this show was on the air and that white people related. He's a doctor. He's a doctor and an attorney. That's what the two. That's what the two characters played. Mm-hmm. They were a married couple, an attorney, and a doctor. Yeah. The Brady Bunch was divorce was a big deal when that came on. Yeah. And and to watch a divorced black family, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have played out the same. No, they I think have, if they wouldn't have the privilege of being on the air. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I think it would have played up to the stereotypes of yep. black people getting divorced, if even or getting married. Or a single parent household, there's no, there's no dad percent. present. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so not that Brady Bunch is the be-all end-all. I hear what you're saying, and I think that both can live in the same place. I wouldn't mind seeing things reimagined with more diverse mm-hmm. casting, because it does then. It, it also then becomes a totally different yeah, show. Yeah, and it's like so many other things. Look, they brought back Charmed with the Latinx cast. This and that can both exist at yeah. the same time. So guys, I was doing some research on the Brady Bunch. Mike Brady was actually depicted as a widower, not a divorcee, and Carol's marital status was never really directly Well, that's how they had to depict him. Uh, That is true. He was a widower. That's right. But they had to. Had they said he was a divorced father? Like Giving him the widower gives him more compassion. It it opened up viewers to actually watch that storyline. What a guy. It's sort of like Full House. Yeah, Full House was a single father and, and his and his brothers or whatever the uncles that were raising uh, these girls because his wife had passed away and that's how they opened up the because because God forbid they actually be divorced that's really interesting yeah yeah it is interesting all right well uh, coming up in more news is Twitter becoming the new OnlyFans find out why users think so coming up next okay so one sort of aspect of life that changed during the pandemic is the way that we interact with people. Much more quickly did we sort of uh, move towards a virtual reality than we were living previously. So companies like Zoom, for instance, skyrocketed. They became essential. Oh, yeah. Google Hangouts, essential. OnlyFans, essential. essential. <laughs> right? Well, it turns out that Twitter is kind of like the new OnlyFans. Which is so wild to me. Twitter's been around forever. And I've never thought, I think of Twitter as a place you go to post, you know, if somebody dies unexpectedly, if there's an earthquake in the middle of the night, if you live in Los Angeles, um, or if you want to get into a debate on politics, you go to Twitter, you post, you read some threads, you repost, you retweet, you move on. I get on Twitter like once a week. I'm almost never on there. Never on Twitter. It's I, look, nothing that I do. I've done the thing where I'm watching something live mm-hmm. on TV, the the Super Bowl, the Oscars, like one of those must see sort of TV events that aren't even that must see anymore. But yeah. one of those events, I try to post something funny, take a screenshot of something from my TV or something, and post it and try to get some retweets. It usually doesn't happen. I don't go viral. It yeah. Doesn't happen. It's okay. Not your fault. Well, so Twitter is even pivoting. Everybody's pivoted. Users can now pay their favorite accounts through a tip jar feature. That some critics are now saying could lead to creators sharing nudes instead of tweets. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. How do you feel about this? A tip jar on Twitter? That's odd. Um, I'm into it. Yeah? I think it's fine. Listen, I watched this really great documentary about OnlyFans. And I think that however people feel comfortable getting their money and want to make their money, by all means, if you're putting... Look, I have 1.6 million followers on TikTok. To get that many followers, it was so hard... Making content 
it feels like it's so easy. And I used to make fun of like YouTubers and content creators. Oh, and I was job. like, that's not a real job. Mm-hmm. It is a job, honey. The editing, all of it. It's harder than I honestly think some just basic nine to five jobs. And so when you're creating that content, it costs, it takes a lot of time. Whether mm-hmm. or not it's for you, the kind of content that you want, it is for somebody else. And I think that they should uh, be able to tip them. Well, to be clear, this is really putting putting you know power in the hands of content creators. Yeah. OnlyFans takes about 20% of all payments from its platform. That's a big chunk right. of change. This tip jar uh, feature, it's not clear where those profits are going. There's nowhere near 20%. And so more of the money is going into the hands. So, But then it leads me to all sorts of other questions, right? So this weekend, my partner and I, um, we were walking by like one of the one of the weed shops in Los Angeles. And by the way, they all look like an Apple store. They're fancy. There's like a doorman, the security. They're like sexy establishments, right? It makes edibles and weed and all those sorts of things very, it glamorizes them a bit, which I'm okay with. It's legal here. It's fine. But he said to me, he's like, listen, as a black man, this is where my mind goes. How many people are still incarcerated across the country, disproportionately black men, oh, a million percent. for small weed possession, right? Yet here we are able to walk into the store right now, take our debit card out, give our information and legally buy some fancy little edibles and walk on out the door. No problems, you know, pro- no questions asked, no problem whatsoever. And it brings me to this conversation about Twitter and OnlyFans. If OnlyFans is legal and Twitter is going to go that route, what about sex work? What about sex work? Why why is that still such a hot topic in this country? Why are we still saying that sex work is criminal in most of the country? Well, I think that a lot of people think that OnlyFans and Twitter is problematic. I think that older generations and even people of my age are like, oh, no, that's so gross. I would never... I think, though, why it does better online is because people get to be in the comfort of their own home watching it as opposed to engaging physically with somebody and Mm. then risking STDs, risking uh, being endangered. A lot of times these women, they're very little, they're small, and uh, they'll be on the corner street. And, uh, you know, especially in Vegas, this is how it goes. I just saw a, a prostitute the other day. She was, like, so skinny and petite, and I was like, girl... I hope you're okay. Like, I don't even know how you would defend yeah. yourself. It's a little different. If something were to happen. Yeah. I, I feel like um, it's a little different having everything kind of virtual when it comes to And sex just for work. clarification, uh, Twitter is the only major social network that allows full nudity and they take zero percent of your tip jar. Yeah. Whereas OnlyFans takes 20%. Listen, my partner and I have said this multiple times. He's like, listen, if our parents weren't alive right now, I'd do an OnlyFans. I would I would literally do I would literally be intimate with you on camera for money if our parents weren't alive. I know yeah. my mom's listening right now, so that's embarrassing. But also like we view sex and sexuality and, and those sorts of things very differently than our parents' generation does. We're very open and honest and very like like it's not such a I'm comfortable in my body. Yeah. And so is he. Yeah. Um and that is a part of our relationship. Uh, but if people want to pay for it. Yes, honey. I say make your money. Take it to Twitter. Tip people. Do your thing and live it up. All right. Well, coming up, Always Sunny's Rob. How do you say his last name? Girl, I don't know. Just make it up. He's got a lesbian mom. Nobody knows. And apparently they did something on Mother's Day. Rob did? Rob from Always Sunny's. Got it. 
Listen, Michaela Gordon, after that tease you gave for this Listen, upcoming honey. What's Poppin', I'm so excited about this segment. I have no idea where it's going to go. First of all, I stay impressed. I did practice it 17 times, but just came out wrong, and I'm transparent with our fans. You got a lot of they things love wrong. Us. Wait, did you say fans? Yeah. We have fans? We have fans. I sent them to you. Ariel is one, and I'm going to call the second one. Either maybe we'll call him tomorrow. I'll text him first. But he's so cute. He was so sweet. A lot. Here's what was really endearing about it. The thing that they like most about our show is that just for we reference, don't get it. what are we talking about right now? You're just randomly talking DMs. about DMs. DMs. Okay, so the fan, fans reach listeners. out to you on Instagram on DMs. Yeah. Just to clarify, go ahead. And they said that they really appreciate uh, that through the pandemic it was very difficult. It was really hard for a lot of people, and they were very alone. And so uh, we made them laugh, and they had a really good time. And so I love that. That's all that I care about. Why are you patting yourself on the back right now? I'm not. I'm just proud you of myself. You saved America from the pandemic. No, honey. I was going through a very difficult time last year, too. <laughs> so to know that it was going to someone, they were feeling better. I'm so proud of us. I live for you. I live for you. Well, our fans, we care about them deeply. We have a really cool opportunity for you and a friend, if you are listening right now, to win a trip to Vegas because Vegas is open for business and Channel Q wants to give you the chance to get down to business poolside with D- uh, Tiesto, who's one of my favorite DJs. Uh, head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win. Round trip airfare for two plus two nights stay at the brand new Resorts World Las Vegas, and because we're Channel Q, we're going to throw in two VIP passes to catch Tiesto's set at the IU Day Club while you're there. The temperatures are great. This new resort, Resorts World Las Vegas, is incredible. It's gorgeous. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now for your chance to win. While you're there, listen to Michaela because she's got the latest for you and what's popping. Okay, so Rob McElhenney, that's how you really say it, Lord. His moms are lesbian moms. And I think that's great because I think that um, you don't see a lot of lesbian moms. My mom was a lesbian, actually. But I feel like you see more gay dads than you see lesbian moms, especially somebody that's Rob McElhenney's age. Yes, but um, and there's and his his mom is still a part of his life too. Very much so, yeah. and so uh, they had a really great message that they shared. Uh, both his mother and her wife, uh, they've been together for 37 years. Listen to how they met. Hi, my name is Helena McElhenney. My son is Rob McElhenney, and this is his other mom, my wife Mary Taylor. I met Mary approximately 37 years ago. I was a school teacher for a few years and then decided to get into nursing. And that's when I met Mary. And the minute I met her was the person that I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. I mean, 37 years ago. That's amazing. They've been together almost 40 years. Yeah, Rob is uh, one of the stars of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just for a point of reference. And his moms are so adorable because oftentimes I think the way that, that gays, lesbians, members of our trans... Or our, trans, our trans brothers, sisters, members of our community in general are portrayed in television and film is that we're all lesbians are either butch or lipstick. There's one or the other. Gay men are either really masculine or really feminine. Um, and these women literally, they have the haircuts, the outfits. They look like any middle-aged woman from my hometown in Ohio. Yeah, they, yeah. Look, they look like nothing spectacular, nothing different. They're just good people. They really are. Well, they leave us with a really great message. Maybe this can take us out about the importance of being yourself and how proud they are of being If I could moms. go back, I would tell me to not be afraid to be strong and know that because you are who you are and you have a loving family that they'll support you. My mom really loved Mary and she would always say to me, I want a friend just like you're Mary. And I went, oh, you don't know what you're saying there. <laughs> yeah, we finally got married, I guess, three years ago officially. Who you love and how you love is your business. 
but sometimes you need a little help. And don't worry about other people. Rely on the community for support. We're not ready to set you free just yet. We've got an entire hour coming up of great content for you, so please stick around. Uh, thank you for joining us, as always. Uh, Michaela's got some news on the beat in just a moment, but first, uh, I want to tell you about what we're doing in a little bit. We're uh, we're talking about Michaela's grand trip, her introduction mm. to the iconic mm. Costco this weekend. I'm a Costco, honey. For the very first time in her life, she went to a Costco. I love it. I love it. How she's made it this far... Without going to one, I don't know, but here we are. Yeah. So we're having this conversation on what other things have you maybe discovered in your life that other people are obsessed with, that you were late to the game on, completely had no clue it existed, and then all of a sudden changed your life. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got a couple that come to mind in my own personal life. I tend to be a little bit uh, clueless. I'm yeah. really smart, but I'm kind of clueless about I stuff get that. until I know. I also like there are just things that I, I literally did not care about. And I would just go somewhere for convenience. It was like, mm-hmm. cause it was down the street from my house as opposed to like making a drive. Bristol Farms, a really, thousand really expensive, bougie. Overpaying for everything. Right across the street from a Ralph's grocery store that a is very percent. affordable, but it's too far for you to well, travel. Well, I go there sometimes, but then they don't take Apple Pay. And so then if I forget my card, it's a thing. Then I mm. end up back at Bristol's anyway. I have you to blame for the $14 little canister of pineapple that my partner drives all the way there to get all the time. Listen, I didn't force broke. him. We're going broke because of you. Because of Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're gonna we're gonna share our, our our personal stories in just a little bit, and also her experience at Costco. It was a wild one, and she's got some deals for you. Yes, was if you are considering heading to a local Costco anytime <laughs> soon, Michaela. The show is I'm gold. Obsessed. I love Costco. I love you. Okay, so who's from- the owner of Costco? Let's just. I don't know who the owner of Costco Fine. is. I'll do. I'll do news. Can you just find out the per, the actual owner of Costco? There's got to be a lead. Costco's sort of like Sam's Club, and I know the owner of Sam's Club was the Walton children, because it was Sam Walton originally. Yeah. Well, Walmart. So there's have an you, owner. Have you been to a Sam's Club? No. Well, you know what? what? You've never I'm going to go there next. Lisa's sister oh. was amazed that I hadn't been to Costco, asked me the same thing. I said, no, she's going to take me to Sam's Club when I go back to it Vegas. seems like your vibe. The yeah. Sam's Club? Yeah. Well, I love it. Walmart. Yeah. You love Big Lots. It's your favorite store. Love Big Lots. Who owns Costco, Justin? Uh, it's technically a corporation, and the CEO is a guy named uh, Craig Jelnick. Craig Jelnick? Craig. Get Craig on the line. You're weird. Craig, I want to be a Costco. <laughs> well, this is not the segment just yet, McKayla Gordon. Okay, news, Pump news, your brakes. News. Time for some news on the beat. All right, well, the U.S. is finally turning the corner on the pandemic. Experts say and if more Americans get vaccinated, we could see a big drop in coronavirus cases and deaths this summer. In India, health workers are racing to administer vaccines as hundreds of thousands of new cases continue to be reported every day. Only about 2.75% of India's 1.3 billion strong population is fully vaccinated. And remember, the Tokyo Olympics are still supposed to go on this summer. Japan's vaccine rollout is not going as quickly as the country anticipated. And Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga, love it, I'm never going to stop loving it, Suga, says it's up to the International Olympic Committee to decide whether the games will go ahead. You've said multiple times today, you do not think it's going ahead. No, I have a feeling that the Olympics are going to get canceled. Yeah. I just can't imagine, unless we send them, you know, a whole bunch of vaccines and they administer them very, very quickly, they're two months away. Yeah. And I just don't see it happening. Yeah. And it sounds like the prime minister is punting to the IOC, which is a little bit weird. It'd be like President Biden being like, I don't know, I'll, I'll let them figure it out. This is odd. Yeah, it's odd. It is. All right, another news, devastating news. 
Several shootings made headlines on another weekend of gun violence in the U.S. Six people were killed at a birthday party in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The suspected shooter, believed to be a boyfriend of one of the victims, is also dead. In New York's Times Square, two women and a four-year-old girl were injured in a shooting. Gun violence in the city has skyrocketed with an 83% rise this year compared to the same period last year. In Missouri, two people were killed and three others injured when gunfire erupted at a park. And in Phoenix, one person was killed and several injured after an altercation at a downtown hotel. I'll tell you what, that's pretty bold to have a shooting in the middle of Times Square. It's very scary reality that there's no more hiding. There was a shooting uh, on Rodeo Drive just a few weeks ago in broad daylight. Our nation has a has an illness, a sickness when it comes to gun violence. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what the solution is, but nine, nine mass shootings this weekend is not acceptable. I know it. All right, well, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of uh, 90 in Vegas, 95 in Palm Springs, 90 in Houston, 86 in Miami, 70 in San Francisco, 95 in Phoenix, 64 in Seattle, and 73 in Atlanta. Now give us a vibe of the day. We each have a star. All we have to do is find it. Once you do, everyone sees it. Everyone who sees it will be blinded. Listen, if you're the type that gets blinded easily, you're in trouble. Yeah. In Las Vegas in the summer at a pool party. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Get your shades ready because we're going to send you and a friend to Las Vegas, Michaela's hometown. It's open for business, and Channel Q is giving you the chance to get down to business poolside with Tiesto, one of my favorite DJs. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now because if you do that, you have a chance to win two round-trip airfare tickets, two nights stay at the brand-new Resorts World Las Vegas, and because we are Channel Q, we're going to throw in two VIP passes to catch Tiesto set at the IU Day Club at the Resorts World Las Vegas. Again, we are channelq.com right now for your chance to enter and win. We love it. We love that for you. I'll tell you, I was in Vegas this weekend. It's so fun. It's getting to be so lively. Now, coming up while I was in Vegas, I found a new obsession. I'm talking Costco, but we're talking things that maybe you were late to realize you loved. And we discuss coming up next. Now, I've often said that I'm a pretty smart person. Yes, you are. But uh, like anyone, I don't know what I don't know. And sometimes I can be a little bit oblivious to things until I'm not. For example, one time when I first moved to Los Angeles, my good, good friend invited some of his friends over to our apartment before we went out. We were going to West Hollywood. We were going to go to the bars. And we were pre-partying, right? Yes. In my mind, that means... Maybe some shots. Okay. Might have a beer. Okay. That's as much as I pre-party. That's about as much as I party, period. Yeah. Well, these guys that were in my home, I kept seeing them in my kitchen. And my kitchen has a raised countertop for the bar stools. And then it drops down to like the kitchen sink and the counter level. And I kept seeing them bending over. And they were sniffing a lot. <laughs> I never put two and two together. They were there for about oh an hour. Oh, my God. Turns out they're doing rails of Coke in my kitchen on my kitchen counter. You had no idea. Like 15 years ago. I had no clue. I walk over and like, what's up? What are you guys doing? They're like, are you kidding? Like, we've been doing this all night long. I'm like, yeah, living it up. I didn't know. Like, how did you not know you're 10 feet away from us? I'm like, I don't know. I don't look for those things. So if you're not looking for it, you don't know, right? Right. That's the kind of oblivious I am. You're a different, you're a different kind. Yes. You, this weekend, for the mm. first time in your entire life, experienced an American institution for the first time. Now you're obsessed. Tell us about it. I'm obsessed. Okay, so listen. Everybody knows I'm not like the domestic type. Do I want to be? No. Do I want to be now? Kind of. Okay, here's the tea. (laughs) Here's the tea. I literally lived like somebody who was on tour for most of her life. Like, my home has never been like... 
a safe haven necessarily. Like I'm, I do gigs. Like I'm out at night singing. It was my just life was You've always like that. You got evening gowns thrown in the back of your, your yes. car just just in case. Yeah, like yeah. I'm a Cliff Bar kind of girl. There's never like fully <laughs> groceries. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm a Cliff Bar like, kind of girl. Yeah, like I'm like whatever I can like a bag of cheese that's and I'm out the door. Like it's I I'm like a 12 year old. So. I don't know what's going on, but as of recently, I want to live the way that my partner is very used to living, which is with a very cozy, nurturing home, a soft couch to lay on. You've also inspired me a lot with making your home so cozy with your renovations. Also, I think this like mom nesting thing is happening, but also I have a really chaotic life. So I realized what grounds me is having a really nice home with... A full pantry of groceries. What? I feel like the pandemic slowed you down, one. Yes. And also, you and Lisa have started your fertility journey. Yes. And you are in a nesting phase right now. Totally. Yeah. I know the engagement is happening. So there's a lot. There's just a lot going on, okay? So she's like, do you want to go to Costco? I've always said no. I'm like, I, you can go by yourself. Thank you. No. Keep in mind, though, Big Lots is her favorite My store fave. in the world. Ugh. And the Cheesecake Factory is her favorite restaurant. Yeah, So yeah. you would think Costco right up her alley. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Until it was this weekend. I go in. I don't know if it was like with a new set of eyes. I had never been in a Costco in my adult life. Like my grandma used to take me when I was little. But you don't appreciate Costco when you're little. You're like, I hate it. I went in. Let me tell you the deals that were happening. I can't stop talking about it. 40 pack of water. Kirkland water. $3. When you go to Ralph's, that's like Eight dollars. Okay, I found deals of a lifetime. You know, you can get a twenty-four pack. Sorry, I'm sorry. We roll that back. Twenty-five pack of yogurt. Ten dollars. It's incredible because <laughs> you buy like a yogurt for ten dollars well, by itself. Here's the magic of Costco, and you haven't even fully experienced it yet. No. Because unless you got a slice of pizza or a hot dog outside, you did. Yes, I did. And say for like a dollar. Yes, I did. Incredible. At Costco, you can buy I don't know a season pass to Disneyland. A casket for a funeral. Yeah. A new bed mattress. A toilet. And also homemade tamales in a bag. Yeah. All in the same place. And then you can go into an actual human refrigerator <laughs> to get your produce. Like, I was like, Lisa, I'm freezing in here. You know what? I th- here, here's my theory on, on why you're obsessed with Costco. Why? It's members only. Oh. You felt fancy. Like you had to be VI, you had to be okay. on the list. Okay, okay, but low key, to low get key. In. Okay, but low key also, I'm such a scammer because I use Lisa's mom's thing Ooh, to get in bad. is that Ricard. bad is it against the rules oh i'm still being well, so some naughty of them are but strict domestic and some of them aren't because you can get in you can fill your card up all day long but you can't get out unless you remember how do we get in because lisa Pittman and agnes Pittman are the same well, person the easy way is to go in the exit you can walk in oh. the exit and walk around all day long no i did it and then you know what lisa's mom got us a gift oh my god who am i i'm turning into aj got us a ninja slow cooker Oh, wow. Like that's a, a crock pot. That's a good one. I got a crock pot, you guys. I have a crock pot. I can't say Meckelhenny for the life of me, but I got a crock pot. Wait, did one of you ask for this gift? It's a random gift just to give to somebody. No, I saw it. I said, I really like this, Lisa. And Lisa said, well, let's buy it. Let's like start really making meals and like let's get cozy. And then Lisa's mom said, I'm so happy for you guys. Let me gift it for you so you guys can start <sighs> cooking home more often. So then I said, Lisa, where's the Nespresso machines? Mm. They didn't have any. Oh. 
It's one thing Costco didn't have, if you can believe it. So I still have to make you coffee every morning. Yeah, so I was going to try to take your little job away, but I, I just need you to keep doing it. I'm so grateful for it. I will just say, I don't know what this turn of events has been, but Costco is iconic. I will say this. Wait till you get back to Costco when they have free samples. So I got DMs about that. Yeah, it's going to change your life. Obsessed. You're going to take Justin? Lisa there for dinner on a, like a date one night. I know you will. Honestly, I will. I'll be like, Lisa. Well, my friend even said, she's like, sometimes we love the pizza so much that me and my husband will just meet up there, have a piece of pizza, then go home. It's so good. The pizza's good. It is really good. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, I'm domestic now, so. Loki, I go to Ikea for the Swedish meatballs, so I get it. I love Ikea. <laughs> All right, well, coming up, find out why Mexico could be completely out of beer by the time AJ gets there for vacation. And what did I miss? Coming up next. It's Monday. That's good, right? It's really good. We're trying to find a positive here. Yeah, and I'm here for I it. I love a good silver lining. Yeah. How about this? A high school senior donates college savings after landing a scholarship. This is a wild story. 18-year-old by the name of Joshua Nelson, um, and uh, he is going to Southeast Missouri State University. But he'd been saving up for college, right? Then he gets a scholarship worth $43,000. He'd only saved up about $1,000, yeah. to be fair. But you know what he did? He took that money, and he gave it to another student in need. He said, I feel like it's important to be involved in your community and leave a legacy um, and he gave this to a nonprofit community outreach organization so that they could then pay it forward, maybe and earn some interest on it, maybe give out two $500 scholarships, whatever the case may be. I remember when I was a senior in high school, I applied for a local scholarship and got like 500 bucks. And at the time thought that that was, and granted that money went a lot further back in 1999 than it does now. Mm-hmm. But I remember getting $500 and just being so grateful that somebody gave me something towards college. Yeah, totally. So, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. $43,000, by the way, is not going to pay for his entire tuition. But so still. he's being very generous right now. Yeah. But uh, kudos to you, young man. All right. Well, this story is amazing. It's an update. Now, remember when I told you that a little boy spent $2,600 on SpongeBob SquarePants oh, popsicles? popsicle kid. Yeah. On Amazon? Okay. Well, so funny because he was able to get a few people to help him pay his mama back because they started a little GoFundMe. And thanks to some loving human beings, in four days, more than $10,000 has been raised by over 400 people. And um, it's so sweet because um, it's just... He's a little baby. He didn't mean to do it, but it's kind of like it's it's his fault, but it's not his fault. So for the the kindness of people to just want to donate money is so great. How about this story about a teacher that just went, I can't even say above and beyond. It's a next level what she did. So her, her name is Chelsea, Chelsea Haley. She's 29 years old right now and just celebrated a major milestone in honor of Mother's Day uh, because she just paid off her $48,000 uh, worth of student loan debt. Now, this is a big deal for reasons other than what you might think. When she was 22 years old, uh, she met a fourth grade student by the name of Jerome. Jerome was failing academically, often got into trouble, and he was suspended from school all the time. Despite all of this, she saw something in him. Uh, She started supporting him however she could. She went to a sports game. She bought him school supplies, even got groceries for his family. Uh, And then, uh, at one point, um, this kid was 12 years old. She decides to take it a step further and adopt him and his little brother. Now, Jerome is now 17 years old and an honor student. His brother, Jace, is six. And 
His mom had all that debt from her student loans and still, still decided to take on adopting these two young boys. And this weekend, she paid off every single dime. Amazing. I feel like there needs to be a GoFundMe for her to like set her up for the next stage for a life. I think so too. That's incredible. Like, I, to be so moved by a student. So beautiful. So beautiful. Well, listen, it is Monday. We hope that we started your week off right uh, to all of our listeners who DM'd us. We really do appreciate it. I know we talked uh, at length, but it it means so much to us, Philip Johnson. If you're listening, Ariel, thank you for listening. Michaela gets hella excited when she gets a DM from you. So thank you. Not hella. Hella excited. I do get hella excited. I haven't heard that in a long time. We have a great show for you tomorrow. As always, uh, take care of yourselves and we'll see you then. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.